personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a clip. Um, It's a video that I shared to Instagram. I was on a walk, I was walking and talking, and I was in this very revelatory, expanded state where I was just super excited about some artistic ideas that were coming through. And then um, I made another video about the energetics of Aries and the whole cardinal cross um, a few days after that other video and just shared that. Um, So I'm going to be sharing both of those clips. But basically, this is a This is a little story or kind of journey through bouncing around the energetics of the cardinal signs. At the risk of speaking too soon, I might be on the verge of like a new series of like the cardinal energetics, just like I was really working with the fixed energetics. Um, The cardinals are really speaking to me and I'm having these direct experiences with them. I let myself pop off with Aries. It sent me to kind of visit all the other cardinal signs to this place where I was like, ooh, I got a little bit insecure. Then I like talked with some friends, Libra, did all these things. Um, But ultimately, I also had so many breakthroughs and like this deepening of permissioning within myself and also relationship to my life force energy, right? Relationship Libra to my life force energy, Aries. And I'm saying Aries is life force energy, not just because I'm a sun in Aries, but because it's instinct and it's impulse. And I've been having a truly mystical experience with my instincts and with my impulses, right? Like these ideas came through that were like, these are desires, like I'm going to follow them. And they have, they have yielded some really magical things. Some are still behind the scenes and cooking, but basically um, I trusted the mystery I trusted the spark of fire inside of me, and I've been on this little journey with it um, that has brought in some like pretty cool synchronistic experiences where I, you know, I had this experience a while ago where I pretty consistently would be thinking of like an article of clothing that I wanted. I would go to the thrift store and find it. I had this happen with, um, I had an idea for like a, a photo shoot And I pictured, you know, and it's related to this like Aries Libra thing. And I pictured a particular kind of bathtub, like the standalone like bath, not the one that's in the wall, whatever you call those. And the first Airbnb that I found for this like shooting on location literally has a statue of a ram head hanging out of the wall above the bathtub. Like if that wasn't a sign, you know, but it's like little things like that where it's like, getting these impulses, feeling the excitement, moving toward my excitement. And then the subsequent medicine journey of that, where it's like, you know, trusting my nature and relating to my nature is highly confronting. 
It is. I mean, it's. I think it's generally confronting for people that we have these egos, we have these personalities that are to some level defended and protected against life itself, right? Like that's kind of the function of the ego is to separate us. And it's like this balance where we're not just completely overtaken by the ocean of consciousness all the time. Like we have an ego, we have a personality that keeps us grounded in this human experience. And there's this ongoing negotiation or collaboration between the personality and the soul. This is something, you know, the philosophical underpinning as well of the practice of astrology that I teach, evolutionary astrology, which is about learning about your natal chart from the perspective of the soul's ongoing evolution. And in order to understand how to read your chart in this way, I have to teach you the pieces, you know, the signs, the planets, etc. And each of those signs and planets, they have so many different energetic medicines and wisdom teachings. And it gets to a place that on the way of even learning how to read the messages of your chart, you end up having these alchemical, animistic conversations with the universe the whole way through. You realize that just because you don't have a certain sign in your chart doesn't mean that sign doesn't touch you very deeply or have codes or medicines for you. Maybe you realize too that some of the things in your chart that you've judged, you're actually just playing out only one fraction of its possibilities, right? So we get we get really deep in the rabbit hole of adventure of all these different kinds of contemplations when we study astrology um, in my containers. And I'm actually starting up again the 12th run of the Evolutionary Astrology Intensive. And this one is... Um, now inside of an expanded program, Diviner. So it's the same original four-month intensive that is beloved and has seen several hundred students through its doors. It is designed to really initiate you into the language of astrology. I originally envisioned this program as a way to enable my students to have their own personal relationship with astrology, to get to a place where you know, we're always learning and growing as astrologers. It's a pretty infinite practice. And that's what we love about it as astrologers too. Um, but there's a way that it can click where you can have your own kind of emotional felt related connection to the practice such that you can become a channel yourself, such that you can learn directly from the planets and signs as much as you also learn from books or conversations with friends and colleagues and whatnot. It really gets to a place where it's you and the cosmos. And so in that spirit, I chose the name Diviner for this new extended experience. It's a year-long program now where I welcome in new cohorts through the intensive, but then year-round I'm teaching new classes, um, expanding into topics and workshops to deepen what we've learned and put it into application. Um, it's inspired by Meteorite, the advanced program that I had for my alumni where um, we just had all these amazing classes and deep dived into all these niche topics and it was just super amazing and revelatory and so I'm sending the upgrade back to the roots in Diviner by having new classes year-round and really giving that space and that practice for my students who have gone through the initiation of the intensive to keep growing and developing. But diviner, the name is in the spirit of becoming that person who divines, you know, becoming someone who 
when you look at a natal chart, you know, the more that we develop that craft and develop our relationship to the signs and the energies and the craft itself, we start to get, you know, these visions or these senses or these hunches about charts too. We can feel, you know, you can be talking to someone and you can feel parts of their chart talking to you, even if you've never seen their chart before, you just get that sense. And so you become kind of like a walking diviner, right? And that opens up this very mystical, enchanted experience of life. So the way to get in diviner is to send me an email, sabrina at monarchastrology.com. I get on calls with all prospective students, the courses by application, just to make sure that it's the right fit. And um, this is actually like a pretty great time to work with me in general. I have Diviner. We're starting in late October. Um, I do encourage you to email me soon um, as things tend to get busy at the last minute. Um, But this is a great time to work with me. I have space open for one-to-one mentorships where we go through um, beyond like a natal chart reading where we're looking at your chart in a one-time context in a mentorship with me, we're talking about your life um, and we bring in more of a coaching element about what's coming up and we keep anchoring it back to the teachings of the chart or what it is that your soul is working on and so we anchor it in astrologically but we expand it to what your experience is. And this is an opportunity, you know, I've been studying a lot of different techniques and modalities and I've been in the coaching world for some years now. So this, I am really loving my one-to-one work with people and just getting to do a deeper dive over time. There is an option to also do Diviner and the one-to-one mentorship. And my books are open for one-off readings right now. I have a few spaces in September for my evolutionary fusion natal chart readings. That's a combination of evolutionary astrology, a little bit of Hellenistic, and um, the asteroids that are prominent for you and relevant Greek myths. And then I'm also offering a special crisis alchemy readings, which are focused sessions based on a particular issue or problem that you're having that you want uh, my astrological counsel about, right? Because chances are whatever problem you bring to me is probably represented by several different things in your chart. Um, And wherever we can find a problem in the chart, we can also find the medicine because everything that we express from our chart has all these different possibilities. So I really, my Jupiter and Virgo chart ruler, like I love, I love the problem solving of this one and my crisis alchemy reading sessions have been really profound so far. So I have a few of those open in September also. And then there is this emergence workshop happening mid-month. September 14th is when we begin, and that's what I'm talking about in this episode. And this workshop Emergence is a visionary workshop series that is here in service to connecting you with a map of what is the Aries Libra axis at a deeper energetic level. Like you can really feel it and empathize with it. Where are the nodes in these signs right now, Aries and Libra, falling in your natal chart? And so where are the eclipses then during this cycle activating your natal chart? 
What I notice about the eclipse cycles is that they tell a really distinct story over an 18-month time period. And to me, that story is always grounded in the place that it's touching in the chart. And it's been really magical to have this awareness and to live through eclipse seasons with that awareness. And I wanted you to have that possibility also. So the class gives you the um, teachings to, to open up that awareness. And we're also going to open up the Akashic Records and have a visionary experience. And so really deepen into our own gnosis of what eclipse season is touching for us. And I think this is going to be, you know, the way that emergence is already moving through my life. It's like such an alive like project or frequency right now. And it's something that has really been, um, it's been loosening up, I would say, knots like in my consciousness or my patterns or in my life. And I'm having these realizations and these adjustments from life on the daily that are really potentiating and magical and I'm having a really great visionary time with all of it. And this is all, you know, a kind of thing that we do in Diviner as well. Like the way that I relate to astrology and encourage my students to relate to astrology is really deeply experiential. It's really grounded in your actual experience, but it's also the magic of building a bridge between the cosmos and your experience. So where you know, you expand your cosmic awareness, new doors open up on the ground too. And where you're having trouble on the ground, you open the door to the cosmos and let that energy flood in through your life. So we end up basically creating a, a framework, a series of expansive and alive ideas and conversations with these energies that allow us to have a more cosmic existence that allow us to embody our deeper potentials. And it's actually something that, you know, it's not like a stressful, like five week process to like, you know, overcome your shit and become the best version of yourself. Like it's actually like a really slow, delicious, juicy, continual awakening that happens when we open ourselves to the magic of astrology and let it really touch and awaken us and unravel some of our psychological stuff or whatever it wants to show us. And so I just create a space to allow that to happen. And I would also say I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty there for my students. Like it's a pretty intimate container. I welcome your personal shares and like we talk about things and um, it's a pretty dynamic, electric, magical community and friendships form. And it's been amazing all these years. So I'm really excited to be offering the 12th round of the intensive, but now inside of this expanded container and to see where we all travel together. So again, email me sabrina at monarchastrology.com to start a conversation with me about diviner. And if you are feeling the yes to emergence, you're feeling that yes i want to invite you to like to listen to that spark because that's the spirit of emergence really the link is in the notes to sign up and join that as well and now i will share with you the video of my aries excitability and then the other video i shared today about processing it and how essentially the the storyline is that my aries like bursts you know I got like the burst of enthusiasm and then it showed me places to recalibrate and gave me all these teachings and rebalanced me after the fact 
So it's interesting, like I love the lunar nodes and they're a huge part of my practice. Like it's what I teach with evolutionary astrology. I never ignore them in natal chart readings. They're a part of my daily awareness of myself. Like I'm about the lunar nodes. I'm about eclipses and it's a dragon, you know? And so it's like, I really played with Rahu and Aries and I've been having all these experiences. And then it also sent me back to the South Node in Libra and taught me all these things about Libra. And as I'm kind of in this like direct alchemical space of this axis, it overall is just really giving me these codes about how to relate to my energy, how to relate to my initiatory enthusiasm, um, how to relate to my playful innocence, um, how to relate to the part of me that maybe looks silly or foolish sometimes and that being okay, you know, how to relate to the part of me that has this idea and isn't sure how it's going to go, but really feels it and what it's like when I leap into that mystery and really trust it. So I hope you enjoy going on this ride with me. I'm definitely enjoying being on the ride and having all these transmissions come through. Um, I'm really excited about Emergence and Diviner and everything. Um, So all the links for those besides Diviner, which you have to email me, but the links for my readings and whatnot are also in the notes. And I'm going to get into this episode now. I'm about to commit to my heart, getting some ideas that feel slightly unhinged to me. But not like actually unhinged, just like this level of... So this is in service to the emergence frequency, the also the lecture that I'm giving at the end of the month, that Astrobash play, or Leo and the evolution of alternate realities, which is about how play and making games and making rituals creates reality. Anyways, these ideas came through that I'm really excited about that are very just personally edgy for me and... That feels kind of like the Libra Aries axis, the nodes here of pushing it with Aries, but it's about art, about Libra. And qualitatively, not necessarily unhinged, but for the alchemy of me, yeah, a little bit. So I'm excited. It's gonna stretch me, um, but it's actually just really fun. Anyway, I'll send updates. Emergence is about becoming. It's also about separating from maybe like a, an order that's growing stuffy and feeling this thing that is personally edgy. Like everyone has their edge, their fears, their insecurities. And then, you know, with Aries, it's just we keep pushing the envelope. We keep getting that pulse internally or we're getting aggravated from the environment to bring that thing forward. And anyways, I got these ideas these artistic ideas and I've been like I just let myself move immediately toward them um not like think about it and do it later but like now and um there's a part of me like when that comes over me that I feel like a little bit crazy um but not in a way that I can't deal with or that I can't hold or that is actually crazy it's just uh it's just being raptured by the the moment and the muses and that vibe 
And it's not lost on me that this is the dynamic about the South Node in Libra and the North Node in Aries that I'm channeling right now for emergence, which is to not think about it and weigh it and feel into it or ask people about their perspectives, but to just move. And it's really opening up something within me that is um, potent. So I'm really, you know, emergence is about tapping into what that seedling, what that sprout, what that supernova is inside that is wanting to come out the next 18 months while the North Node's in Aries. And how do you read the signals of the environment that are, that are pulsing you toward that? This is about relationship with life. Like if you're not bringing forth that note of the universe, one song that is yours to bring out, it's gonna feel stuffy and a little bit dull, you know? Like deep hero's journey, Aries medicine, that the thing that we're seeking is actually within us. So this is not just about relationships with people, this is relationship with life force energy. Right, The part of us that's balancing and weighing and kind of waiting around versus the thing that's actually wanting to pop out of us um, as confronting and intense as that may be. We begin September 14th. This is a mini workshop series, a visionary workshop about the lunar nodes in Libra and Aries. And We'll be opening the Akashic Records also to deepen our insight about how the transit is moving through our lives and through our charts. You will be supported at any level of astrological awareness. I love my advanced students and my experts who might think you're too advanced for this, but no, like we're still going to have a visionary experience. But also my beginners who maybe don't know how to look up transits in their chart. I'm going to be dialing in with you in the class. Also, we have a container outside of class to support you in really getting a sense of where are these nodes touching in your natal chart? What are gonna be the undercurrents of this emergence theme during the eclipse seasons and in your life over this 18 month time period? I'm catching you with this offering pre-eclipse season, right? We're starting the eclipses up in October because once the eclipse is happening, you're along for the ride. But the gift, you know, of having astrological sight, and this is something I work with during all eclipse seasons, is that you know generally what the signposts are. And so then when the experience is taking off, you know what symbols awaken you to the fact that you're in a lucid dream, that you're in eclipse season, which are times of soul work. They're very evolutionary portals. They are times to actually see below the drama and the activity to really feel the pulse of what the truth is of what steps you're being guided to take in life not where you're just panicking and picking something but like what's landing is true and where the path is taking you and i can't tell you how much i've benefited over the years from having a from having the awareness of how the eclipses are touching my own natal chart because it it's not been a control game. It's not been an optimization game. Like, it's really just been this type of awareness that opens me up to the magic of what's actually happening. And 
confirms or like kind of guides me into the flow of what eclipse season wants to do how it wants to totally ravish me and my life so i'm like an eclipse eclipse person eclipse chaser i wouldn't even call myself an eclipse chaser per se but like i move with eclipses i've made life decisions during eclipses i've channeled things during eclipses um i hang back i meditate i get visions or sometimes i'm in the flow of them but they they're amazing so come join me for emergence click the link would love to see you inside going to be speaking to some of the energetics of the aries libra axis and this emergence energy this emergence frequency as well as the cardinal signs in general so where this is going to bring in cancer and capricorn so to set the stage I am offering a visionary workshop series called Emergence. And inside of using this workshop and being with the frequency of it, it's about the North Node being in Aries and this process with Aries of bringing something forth that hasn't been expressed before. When we have an internal instinct and we spread it out from our center, and so this means that we're bringing something into reality that is coming from us and it's going to create some impact. Like it will, you know, or maybe it won't. Maybe no one will notice and that will feel edgy. Maybe people will really notice and there will be a lot of attention and that feels edgy. You know, this is distinctly different than the Libra orientation, which is already kind of sensing the harmonics of the room and anticipating how something is going to go over and maybe having the certain social etiquette or social awareness to, to bring things in that feel really smooth, right? And there's a sense of maybe having a little bit more sense of having weighed options or gathered opinions. Um, this will come in with Capricorn as well. I think Capricorn is very much an educated risk taker. They're going to gather all the um, the data or the experience um, or the necessary training and then make a move. You know, it's like Aries is going to be the energy that just announces right when they start a project, hey, I'm doing this thing before they even have anything to show for it. Capricorn more likely to um, have worked on something for years and then present the, the finished product, right? This isn't... Um, I'm speaking generally here. But what I noticed, so I let myself, I was in this kind of Aries energy where I got these exciting ideas and I let myself act on them immediately. I let myself entertain them without, like in the moment that they came through, I was like, this is happening. Like, this is where I'm going. And then I also made a video. I expressed myself in public from that state, which was... Um, very fun in the moment and then afterward i had like a a contraction that i recognize as a pattern where the aries nature so this is my sun sign let me just readjust here the aries nature is um impulsive instinctual and it also is cardinal fire so all the cardinal signs have like a burst of energy and 
they start things. They're not necessarily sustaining the energy. They just create the spark that makes something begin to happen. And so sometimes I get enthusiastic, like this wave of enthusiasm comes over me. And I've had these different experiences of after I let out the enthusiasm, being a little bit hungover afterwards of like, what have I just done? And like the Capricorn, like the judgment comes in or like the Libra, like what will other people think comes in or the cancer insecurity like comes in. And that's been an energetic that I've encountered my entire life. I haven't always like even known about it, like fully like recognizing it. Um, or I've attributed it to different things or different astrological signatures. But the last few days I've been thinking of it <clears throat> as this Aries phenomenon and what part of our nature just is a little bit like impulsive and expressive and has a fiery burst of energy. And where are there specifically judgments that come in about that type of energy, right? The judgment specifically maybe being... Um, can I sustain that? Is that long-term? Did I think that well enough first? Did I express a half-baked idea in public? Like, God forbid. Um, did, I, did I make a fool out of myself? Those are all kind of Aries questions. And what I think is really interesting is that if one heavily restricts or judges or kind of um, represses those qualities... Um, you can get really skilled in the Capricorn space. You can get cool with Libra. You can present nice. You can take the time to really um, perfect things before you show them. You can like really posture yourself with this kind of dignity and authority and everything that comes out of your mouth is something that you've really thought about for a long time. And that might be um, supportive at times. It might be a skill that one builds. And it can become a total tyranny, right? Where it's like you've subjugated your raw, instinctual, fiery life force energy to this egoic construct of what's okay, what's presentable, what's palatable, um, what seems dignified and not foolish, right? And so you can really kind of um, restrict that energy. That's a dynamic that Aries Capricorn kind of square energy that I've really, uh, I just had this really big realization about it um, the other day because after I made a video and shared it on the internet from this place of excitement, this part of me came over afterwards of like, oh no, like now I have to live up to that. Like, did I just talk a big game and like you know, like these little anxieties came in and I realized that it's that very part of me internally that makes it so that um, I am careful, cautious about my enthusiasm. And I don't necessarily want to keep doing that, right? Like I, you can enlist the Capricorn supportive, holding, container, permission-giving uh, it can be a permission-giving or a restricting frequency. So one idea that I've been working with for the last couple of weeks at least is what if my growth edge in life 
actually this one has been coming in for um, maybe like a year or so, but in, in waves and like heightening. What if my growth edge is being willing to look like a fool? What if my growth edge is making mistakes? Right? Like that's simple. And the part of me that is really skillful and knows how to accomplish things in like a really clean, methodical, I get the job done in this like really um, almost perfect way um, and not even getting that stressed out about it. Like it's not that difficult for me to make it come out that clean. Where does that become stuffy? Where does that become something that I no longer want to have to uphold? You know, where is it that like, there's this little sprout, this little voice that wants to express something for the alchemy of it, right? Like sometimes I say things in public that I immediately change my mind after. And it's only because I announced it in public that I was able to have that shift. So as an example, I went on to, um, I was like on threads and I was saying like, I think I'm over YouTube. Like it's too much work. Like I don't like it. And then the next day I got really inspired to start making YouTube videos. <laughs> I've been making them like once every couple of days for like the last month or something after I did that. Um, I did the same thing with Instagram. I've like made a story about how I'm reconsidering my relationship to this app. Not that I like hate it here, but I was like, I just, I don't know what's up. Like I want to figure out my relationship to this app. And then the next day I got inspired to make all these reels and stuff. So sometimes having the impulse or the emergent instinct with Aries is the thing that adds um, fire and life to our experience. And not every like little burst of energy is going to take and become something. And so if there's a really strong value judgment or shame around like everything I announce, everything I say needs to be followed up on and completed to fucking fruition or else it was really silly of me to like say that in public. Like you feel the tyranny of that. And yet if that's an operating tyranny in your system, then if you start to challenge it by being spontaneous, it's going to feel really uncomfortable right? Or maybe like really exciting. The other thing that I've noticed about like being with my Aries impulses is that it actually speeds up my life. It's like pressing the gas pedal. When I have an impulse and I let myself move on it immediately, it's kind of like I'm in connection to life force energy or I'm in connection to creation energy. I didn't delay it. I didn't deliberate. I just said yes in the very moment. So I'm in touch with creation, right? That may not be true all of the time, depending on where our impulses are coming from. Like if our impulses are really like true and rooted, I would say we're connected to creation energy. If our impulses are coming from some kind of conditioning field or something false, um, I don't think it necessarily does that. Who knows? It could also like carry you out of it, but... Anyway, following the instinct, it's akin to pushing the gas pedal. And then once I push the gas pedal, all these things start happening, right? My life may have been in a more kind of, um, or like the state of my daily life, my routines. Things may have felt a little bit more slow, like 
just kind of chop wood, carry water. Then you push the gas pedal and all of a sudden, all these exciting things start happening. There's all these new opportunities. Things appear to come out of nowhere. And in my life, as I've played with this energetic and been getting to know it, uh, there's definitely been times where, you know, I, I try really hard to keep up with the momentum for some reason. Like things are happening and I'm like trying to like hold it all and make everything happen that I set into motion and it creates a kind of burnout. And what I realized like actually more like it dropped in as an embodied code as I've been going through this process with emergence that once you push the gas pedal with Aries, it's cardinal fire. You don't keep sustaining the pushing of the gas pedal necessarily you know it's a you push it and then things happen and then things start happening and then you begin to relate libra to what's happening right you begin to integrate it into the structure of your life capricorn and your relationship with nourishment right you can relate to the things you've set into motion from a place of harmony and true pace so this was something that um, now feels so simple, but it feels really revelatory to me at the same time of like, it's not actually a matter of like stopping and starting, like pushing the gas pedal, getting overwhelmed. What the fuck have I done? Judging it and like retracting or going into the shell, right? So judging maybe the Capricorn thing or retracting the shell of cancer. Um, it could actually just be relating and harmonizing with the energy that has just been created from following the instinct or the impulse. So anyways, that was my process. I was having these visions and like getting really excited about the idea of carrying out my visions without really any feedback. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to play with the Aries impulse. This is like a code. This is an experience. And I'll tell you some really magical synchronistic like some magical things happened. I really felt the universe like play and talk back to me. But um, after that initial burst of energy, I had some insecurities well up and I ended up talking to friends and talking things through, which is kind of the opposite of what I was talking about to begin with, where it's like, oh, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't deliberate. Don't get perspectives, right? So I went to this Aries extreme and then after that, it kind of humbled me and showed me like, oh, it's actually extremely vulnerable, the Aries experience to bring something forth that you have no idea how it's going to go or how it's going to land. And if you get really insecure and you have people that you can have trusted, you know, Libra counsel with, then sometimes it can help you recalibrate and then step back into the action or the momentum that you set off when you're ready and you feel more emotionally secure and stable and loved and, you know, holistically inside of it. And this, I think, prevents the Aries possibility of using a lot of force and of bulldozing, where it's like, just because you can go forward with a plan, just because you can make something happen, doesn't mean there's not moments where you're being asked to pause, slow down or recalibrate. And if the insecurity is playing, you know, like, oh, I, I have to do what I said. And like, so you're insecure and ashamed and then you bulldoze and you do the thing anyway and you don't want to get any perspective. You know, you can just really knot yourself up in these cardinal signs. So 
it was cool to just have this experience. Sorry, I'm moving this around a lot because if I put this on a solid surface, it makes my voice muffled and it's like not good for the IG Live. Um, so what I ended up realizing through this experience beyond all these little energetic intricacies of these signs, and again, the continuing magic that no matter how adept you are in astrology, the signs will keep energetically teaching you, right? They're alive. They're, you know, it's like an animistic practice. Like the signs have an intelligence. And, you know, also if you're new to astrology and you're learning it for the first time, it's this really amazing experience to feel how the universe can speak back to you through this language. Um, but as you can see, there's this possibility that as you kind of know these codes about the signs and you let yourself have a particular archetypal experience that you can start to map it with um, the other signs it's associated with. So I let myself do this really Aries thing and it completely connected me to the whole like cardinal cross. And it really showed me also the wisdom of Libra, um, especially because I was working with this original framework of like, how are we coming from Libra and the South Node and moving toward the North Node and Aries? So I was thinking about that energetic of like moving away from Libra and toward Aries. Working with the nodes, it's never about abandoning the South Node. Like you don't do that. What it is, is bringing in, letting the North Node incarnate, and then it rebalances the Libra. So what I track from this is that essentially my big overview or thought about the lunar nodes and these signs right now is that there's a desire for things to be really harmonious with the south node in Libra and that it's like a song that we're all inside of. And it's gotten to a point in the universal harmony that there's something that like a new movement or a new wave or some new notes of the song that want to come through. And anyone who's holding those codes right? And pretty much all of us are holding those codes of something is coming out, something is emerging. It feels naturally quite uh, exciting and endeavoring and enterprising and also insecure to be holding something inside that you know is supposed to be part of the um, collective harmony, the collective song, but you don't know once it comes out of you, is it going to land well? Will people like it? Um, will it be embarrassing? Like what you just don't even know. And so there's this natural tendency actually to repress the emergence, to not bring it forth. And then a relational discord or a relational discontent, not just with people, but with life itself, where it's kind of like you're looking around and it's like, is this all that there is? Like, where is the, where's the party that I want to be at? <laughs> like nothing is interesting or something like that, where it's this sense that things have gotten really stale and part of that is because there's something within that isn't being brought into the environment and it can't be mirrored energetically, right? So if you're ever at like a social event or family function or something and you don't bring yourself to it and you just play a role or you're like just acting a certain way, chances are you don't feel that vibrantly connected to what's happening around you. But maybe you've noticed that when you kind of say the thing that's inside of you that you're like that has charge or interest or excitement around it and someone empathizes with you and mirrors you and relates to you which isn't always guaranteed it's a risk 
when we put ourselves out there. But when you do receive that, it's enlivening. Um, and it, it creates, I think, a, an experience where we see that we are part, like our emerging frequency is part of the harmony of life. And there's a lot of these like little psychological or energetic points where it's just a little bit scary to actually bring that forth. Or maybe there's a part of us that really judges it. Right. Like I think at a deeper, um, just like philosophical level, we are vessels where these human personalities and the universe is moving in a very particular way through us. Right. And from the Libra orientation of experience, we are really studying other people and the harmonics of social interactions. And we're learning how to participate in a way that um, is beautiful, that's likable, that is aesthetic. And at times, you know, that's actually really important as a counterbalance to Aries because sometimes people have something really compelling to offer the collective but they're so abrasive in their delivery of it that no one wants to get on the same page as them, right? Like if you don't have any social skills, um, it might be harder to, to materialize your goals because you're gonna have to be fighting everything all of the time because you're so annoying and like difficult to deal with and people don't wanna like collaborate with you, right? So like the social skill side of Libra is important and at the same time, if we go so far into the Libra that we kind of want to know, and like it's also kind of a Cancer Capricorn security thing, like we want to know in advance, is this impulse inside of me going to work? Am I going to look okay? Is it not going to fail? Like if we need that security before even taking the leap, then sometimes we miss the actual rhythm of that emergent, spontaneous moment. And... Um, the risk, of course, of the spontaneity is that you might look foolish or you might make a mistake or you might kind of put your foot in your mouth or something and you can adjust that, you can kind of reorient to the path and you can also have forgiveness and just like a basic level of approval for your humanity and your imperfection and the messiness. Um, and also this was a big download for me inside of this whole experience that I've been talking about is that if I am an Aries sun and that sometimes my energy comes in bursts and I've had this judgment of that where I think that I wish I was like that all the time or whatever, it's like, what if it's just my nature that sometimes I'm enthusiastic and sometimes I'm not? Like, why is that a problem? I remember, you know, this one time where I was... I mean, I was on mushrooms too, but I was having this like ecstatic experience and I heard this music and I followed the music to the musician and like my, my face was like, my mouth was melting off my face, you know, like I was smiling so much and I was like so in love with the music and just like reflecting to the musician, um, this like absolute like wow kind of energy and he was so excited about it and we were just in this like echo chamber of like smiles and like intense like solar like yay like this is magical kind of energy and I remember that another time after that I saw him in another location when I wasn't in that state and I felt I don't know if this was actually happening or um but I almost felt from him 
like this, oh, you were so alive before, where are you now? And I don't think he was actually thinking that or um, I think it was my internalized projection of like, I wish I could be that way all the time. And now that we're just having this normal moment and I'm not that excited or not that fiery, like I feel bad. So there's been times where because my, my sparks of Aries energy are unpredictable, my Aries sun is square Uranus, so it's like erratic and Uranian too, that there's been times where I've just tried to like kind of keep it cool and not let myself get too unhinged in my spontaneous fire. And I've been in a kind of unraveling process of that, of like, what if it's actually okay that I'm like that? And when those sparks of energy come, to really trust it, to let it move through me and to have the recalibration, uh, rebalancing, integration, cyclical process with it um, instead of judging that particular way that energy moves through me. So the philosophical thing that I was saying that I am remembering now was that we're these vessels of creation, we're these vessels of the universe and energy of the universe is moving uniquely through us. And when we don't like have approval of the spontaneity that wants to move through us, so that Aries, that emergent frequency, we, we just don't have that much of a channel for letting that out. Like it's kind of that simple. And who are we actually to judge that way that the universe wants to move through us? I think with Aries, you know, it is a Mars-ruled sign, it is fire, and Mars, there's a sense we're really learning how to wield. Like, if you cook with knives in the kitchen, you know, you're careful with how you use knives, because you make a little misstep and you cut yourself. And I think that Aries and our impulse is similar, that you can be reckless with your spontaneity. And... I'm not talking here just about physical recklessness or danger recklessness, but the recklessness of just being a messy, spontaneous, impulsive human that gets excited about things um, or has a moment of, of just something coming through, right? And how I think about the way that I've learned how to be with this part of me over the years, because I've, I've been unhinged in true ways in my life where... Um, you know, I had to learn actually how to be with my energy because when I really tap into my Aries fire and like my Mars Jupiter things, like sometimes it's just pushing, pushing the gas pedal nonstop and getting really actually blown out or overwhelmed. And it's like, there is a need to slow down. Like maybe I can't keep up with all of that energy and I have to know how to relate. Like just because, you know, and this was something I discovered as, um, I'm trying to think like when I first realized it, but sometimes as a kid, I would want things to happen and I would be kind of like endeavoring for them for a long time. And then like into being a teenager, young adult, like really pushing hard for something to happen. And then it would finally happen suddenly and it would come as like a tsunami. And I was like, whoa, like what did I do? <laughs> and so I started to to just feel the energetics in the universe of the gas pedal and acceleration and the adventure slash caution of it. And so that's where, you know, Aries and Capricorn do form this natural square. So anytime that we're letting ourselves be really spontaneous or letting the universe flare or spark through us, 
there is a degree to one we've given permission like we've our our vessel has the energetic allowance or space capricorn for it um but also sometimes that we can uh, after the fact have that judgment or that kind of restriction energy of capricorn come in around it one more thing that i'll add here before um i stop is that when we initiate when we bring something into the space with that aries like the universe moves through us and we have an impulse and we express it it does actually change the temperature the kind of environment the culture of the space around us and that's something that i think is so enormously confronting about aries um is that it is a form of taking up space um and i think that it is this you know all the oppositions are perfect counterbalances and they're endlessly fascinating to like muse on and to be with but um in in libra we are we're basically balancing to what to what's already happening right or like the I think Libra actually does have the Aries in it of like if you're dancing, like if you're in music or something, you might anticipate the dance or like you can, you're in this dynamic active flow with Libra oftentimes. Um, but there is a sense of things being like beautiful with Libra. And when you have something within that is actually like a little bit disruptive or a little bit like jarring, like it's not like a pretty note or something, the the world does recalibrate, right? And so you can decide how you're wielding that. Like if it's, if you're being unnecessarily kind of disruptive or bringing forth something that's really not necessary and it's your own shit that you're just kind of projecting into the world. Or if in fact, like you are bringing forth something that's like a little bit courageous and sometimes uncomfortable to hold and maybe actually people, people like it. Right? Like when you bring something kind of risky or um, you say the thing and the, the social atmosphere around you is like, nice, like I've been waiting to hear something like that, you know, and you give permission um, with what you let come out of you so that other people also can expand, right? It's like pushing the boundaries or pushing the limits really with Aries. So I'm going to leave this here. I just want to see these comments because I haven't been looking down. I see people with cardinal placements tuned into this one. Okay, this is also, I'm going to post this here and I'm also going to share it to my podcast, Magic of the Spheres. Feel free to leave a comment and let me know what moved for you or what you resonate with. Um, I always love hearing from you. Thanks everyone. Mm -hmm.